this is another episode of Too Serious. We got a very special episode for you today. We got a guest caller calling in at the 30 minute mark, so be sure to stick around for that. This is episode 14. I am your host, Justin Gill. With me today, as always, is Joey Chicka 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 Slim Penis Saletta. How you doing, Joe? Good, I'm good. How about yourself? I am fucking tired because you made me wait too long to start recording this. And it's so that dark in my room <clears throat> and <laughs> everything's going to be so grainy because I don't have enough light because you took the other light from me. So I know, I had to bump up the shiny. ISO, so now my shit's going <clears> to <throat> look grainy as well. So now, don't feel bad. don't know what ISO means, but it sounds very technical and something that you should have taught me about maybe before we started recording. What is ISO? <laughs> Dude, it's this fucking camera. Oh, you don't know either. You just turn light. that shit up, bro. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I, I don't know it what up. it does. I just make it higher numbers. Now, here's the thing. I'm kidding, clearly. When I ask you how you're doing at the beginning of every episode, you always just say, I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Are you this emotionally unavailable in your real relationships, too? Or is it just <laughs> on the podcast? <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm a very <clears throat> monotone dude. Uh, I show no emotion, and um, I don't know. I don't like getting involved in people's bullshit, you know. And that's all you are. You're just fucking, you know. I'm bullshit, dude. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love it one day if we just started the podcast and I asked how you're doing. You're like, I almost killed myself today. <laughs> 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 oh man. All right, so uh, not a lot going on. Again, as we said last week, there was just a few things that happened current event-wise just out in the world, not entirely Cadoba virus-related. First on the docket, something I wanted to talk to you about because it's something that I guess I'm just confused about and I don't know how to feel about it. so uh, Adele, phenomenal singer, had a bunch of fucking bangers about breaking up with people, as most fucking people do that are phenomenal singers. Now, apparently, uh, over the past you know couple of years that she's been an artist, she has been on this very long decline um, in weight because when she had originally come on the, or came on the scene, she was, I mean, let's be honest, she was a little bit of a chonk. That's okay, because no one really had to see her. She used her, her album cover was just just her face and nothing else, so that no one could fucking tell that she was a little chonky. And that's fine, because we're a very judgmental group of people, especially here in America. So, right. but since then, since then, people have been yelling at me because I say since instead of since, and I don't know why I do. It's just something stupid that I say. Now I'm going to say right. since then, she's been on that decline, and she's lost a ton of weight. Um I think like last year or two years ago or some shit like that, I saw that she was probably about half the size that she started with. She still had a little meat on her bones. Um, She'd probably be the kind of white girl that black guys would be interested in, that kind of shit. But recently, um, and I'll send you the photo and we'll put it up on the screen um, just so you can see it. I don't know if I should, you could probably look it up real quick. If you, I don't know if you've seen the picture or not, but um, she, uh, is pretty much like pencil thin now like ridiculously skinny yes and um a lot of the praise that she has gotten is what is confusing me because most of the captions that i see when i see the 
post of her new figure is like Adele has the best revenge body of all time because apparently she had just broken up with um, her her ex. I don't know who the fuck she was dating. I mean, probably just some nobody. I don't fucking know. Um, and then she posted these pictures of her like new body like a couple months later or some shit like that. And what confuses me is in my mind, you can't have it both ways. You understand what I'm saying? Because the people that are in the um, the camp of like body positivity, like that whole group, which is often only directed towards women that are overweight. I don't fucking understand why, um, but it's just like you got to be positive about your body. And Adele was one of the um, unofficial kind of recipients of a lot of that praise of just like she does what she can with what she has. She works with what she has and she's become this, you know, pop icon, amazing person. Uh, but that is why I don't understand the posts where they say, you know, oh my God, Adele's fucking killing it now. Like they say now. And then they'll say, you know, she has the best revenge body of all time. And, oh, you didn't fuck me. You just fucked an old body like that kind of shit. So which one is it? Should you flaunt what you have no matter what? And you should be proud of yourself if you're overweight or whatever the fuck it is. Or is it a revenge body? And you are saying that it is genuinely more sexy and attractive to be skinnier and thin and trim and in shape. Does that make sense? Did I lay that out appropriately? Yeah. <clears throat> so... um. Did you did you happen to look up the fucking picture that I was talking about and how skinny she is now? Like, if you could see before and after pictures, because, uh, I mean, everyone's familiar with what Adele used to look like. She literally looks like a, a completely different person. And she's getting it's this the first praise. thing that comes up on Google. Adele yeah. thin. Yeah, yeah, Um, I think it's her in, like, a mirror pic or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. With, like, her friends or whatever. But she looks fucking crazy. Like I, I don't. I'm still not attracted to her. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's her. I don't know what it is. Her face, her bone structure throws me off a little bit. But she is like a lot thinner. Like she's clearly way more in shape. So, do you think that a lot of the body positivity movement is um, kind of more so just a cover up for people that, um you know, maybe don't work on their fucking physical appearance as much. So it's like an excuse well, to be lazy and not be whatever, because the same people that were saying like, you know, kill it, fat girls of the world. You're not fat. You're P-H-A-T fat, dude. And then the, the next day, you know, they're saying like, oh, my God, Adele's so hot now because she's so skinny. Right. Well, um, I don't know. You know, in today's society, people are. <clears throat> I'll like, oh yeah, I can't pick on fat people because, you know, fat shaming is bad and it is obviously, but um when you when you like talk about it positive like in a positive way, I guess it could I don't know, I get thrown off by it because if you're overweight and you live a unhealthy life and you're not healthy, right? Yeah. That I don't think should be talked about positively, right? Yeah. If you if you're not if you choose to not be in shape and you choose to just, you know, sit around and eat garbage, not work out, 
and you're actually, you know, harming your body, then people, you know, that that doesn't include you. The whole the whole you know, flaunt your your overweightness, you know what I okay. mean? It's being overweight isn't a healthy thing in general. Yeah. Um for the people that legitimately cannot help that, um because I know that there are some like, you know, medical reasons as to why people are overweight and they can work out as much as they want and it's very challenging for them to lose the weight. And... It's also super common too. Yeah. Like it's the, these fucking medical problems that they have. Like yeah. it's not something that's like rare. So it's not like we're like, oh, well, don't pick up on this or don't pick on this very slim group. Right. <laughs> that's a hilarious thing I fucking said. Don't pick on this very slim group of people uh, that can't actually lose the weight because there's a fucking ton of people that yeah. can. And it is especially hard, I feel like, for women because of the fucking hormones that they have in our body. Like our hormones are like, my it's dick's super guys. hard and i just work out one day and then i'm shredded right but <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's easier for guys but but no i think the people that that uh you know are either rich and famous and you know choose to not do anything to better their health i guess i would say um you know i i'm not going i, I wouldn't go around and say hey you know i'm I'm fat with a pH and, and I'm think, beautiful. You know, I'm hot shit. Because, I hate that shit. Yeah, because because it should be, it should be what you were saying. It should be like how you were saying, like we shouldn't pick on people. Because because I agree with that. We shouldn't be. I mean, like we fucking make fun of people all the time. That's just what we do because it's whatever. But right. if you're trying to be mean about it, if you're trying to say like, oh fuck this bitch, like she's she's fat, fucking I, I hate her, like that type of shit. That's not okay. But I also think that it should be okay, and I think that with the general public's reaction to Adele's weight loss, um, it should be okay for us to also be attracted to skinnier people. Like, they've clearly fucking stated that it is more attractive. Like, that's all we're saying. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, everyone's attracted to their own shit. Right. But, um, like, they kind of caught them. So they're kind of being hypocritical with that shit. Like you should have been like, like, like if you really wanted to stand up for what, whatever the fuck it was, you should have been like, ah, you, sh you lost Adele weight, lost fell to the, the haters. No better. Yeah. I don't know. How I don't know. I, I think that, uh, there's a lot still of people. Still looks gorgeous is what they should have said. <laughs> still looks gorgeous. That's, that's, that's perfect. That's what it should have been. Adele lost all of her weight and she looks even better now. <laughs> don't say that. That's not what you should be saying. Adele lost weight and now she's not an ugly fat fuck. I, I'm yeah. so happy. <laughs> uh, now she's just ugly. Okay. Uh. Yeah, but no, no. But ser but seriously though, when I mean, because a lot of people are, you know, this this whole oh, you know, you're offending me bullshit nowadays. Um, you know, it, it's just unhealthy and not good for you to be overweight. Yeah. If you are overweight, I don't care. But you know, you might start to see health issues. That's all. Now, there is someone that I know is probably, I think, probably your favorite person in the world, right? That is a big proponent of this. I'm fat and I'm going to stay fat forever because I want to type shit. And she goes by the name of Lizzo. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I think that she is the perfect example of... You know, it's hard to speak on this because I don't know if she has any actual 
any of those fucking things that we were talking about earlier that make it like impossible for her to lose the weight. I can't imagine that she is because I've or does because I feel like the majority of her social media is like her flaunting like she right. does like what are those things she's using fucking... it to promote her shit probably yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and um so that that part of the body positivity movement doesn't make any sense to me because there was that infamous moment at the uh that basketball game where she got up and was basically just wearing a thong and started fucking twerking and the internet was like ew <laughs> that's fucking gross and she went on a rampage about uh body positivity and how um how if it was if it was fucking rihanna or somebody like that like there wouldn't be this big uproar now first of all there wasn't an uproar the thing was is that she's a public figure uh the camera comes on you if you're a public figure at a sports event and she decided she knew that this was going to be a thing. So she 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 made that decision yeah. to do some stripper moves. Now, that's right. fine. You want to do some stripper moves? That's fine. But I reserve the right to be like, why is cottage cheese coming out of your fucking ass, dude? Like, it's- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't I don't get it. Um, and for her to say if Rihanna did this or I can't remember if that's the if that's the um if that's the person that she used but if it was I know that she she said if you know insert pretty famous person here did this uh there wouldn't be as much of an outrage it's just funny to me because she is in that same breath in that same thought acknowledging that that woman is prettier than she is like 100 percent. like she's just like i'm so beautiful and you should see that because if fucking super hot girl did it then she it wouldn't be a fucking right like, yeah, I, that makes sense i don't know does it does it make yes. sense did i say that right like it's just yeah. weird because they always whenever someone whenever something like this happens they always say like well if fucking if megan fox came out topless you guys wouldn't care that much and it's like okay so you are saying that you understand that even you understand that that yeah. megan fox is a fucking different story than not a secret well, I'm great big, eh? <laughs> <laughs> i i want to know dude i want to know how she became so famous the absolute worst singer hate the music sounds uh, awful okay um Okay. (laughs) Now I understand just because I don't want to be a hater of the of the music because I understand I've had a lot of time to get over the fact that pop music is just gonna sound like shit to me, and but it but apparently it has a huge hold on just like the majority of the population. Um, so I won't hate on the music. I understand why you don't like it. I'm, I, I fucking hate it too. Um, but I can't literally say that it's shit and that she's the worst artist because she can't be. She can't be, I, dude. Yeah, she I, can't I be. was over exaggerating. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, you're allowed to say that. I just feel like my fucking background in music, like I can look at that and be like, I can break it down. I, we could spend a whole fucking podcast of me breaking down why every one of her hits is actually produced like garbage. 
and why lyrically it's unimpressive and boring and annoying. But there is a place for that stupid shit to be on everyone's fucking radio for the rest of forever. And and I just have to be okay with that. So I'm just trying to grow as a person, Joe. So feel free for you to shit on it. <laughs> but I can't spend, I have spent so much of my life being upset because, you know, fucking I tried to do the music thing for so goddamn long. And I spent so much time trying, just being upset at pop music and like mainstream shit. And I thought I was so yeah. cool being like, ah, I'm going to make underground. St-. I wasted so much time trying to be fucking underground. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just, I, I'm not trying to, I wasn't trying to be a fucking edgelord. And now I, I just, whatever. She's made of cottage cheese. And that's all I have to say about her. But God. here's the thing. A, a side note, a separate point to that thought, which is um, something that I've thought about for like, a long time because the the body positivity movement has come about in the past i mean it's it's been around forever like you know don't fat shame that type of shit but more specifically um it's been like you have to think i'm attractive you know what i mean like it's yes. like you're not right. allowed to think that i'm you can't have your own opinion yeah you can't no um and the roots of it originally were um because of the unrealistic standards of beauty you know what i'm talking about yep yeah so so they so i'm saying they and i and i mean women i mean women when i say when i'm saying they for the majority of this next fucking topic or conversation or whatever the fuck they in the beginning of this was like how the fuck is it fair to look at you know average everyday women and be like, why the fuck? What the fuck was that? Did your cat just crash through the window? <laughs> what happened? It was you my cat. I left her because she was sleeping. And of course, she goes and knocks over the bag of Oreos that I have in my room. <laughs> oh, my cat. <laughs> um, okay, whatever. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah. So they... God damn it. Fucking cat. Piece of shit cat. Uh fuck what was i just saying dude god damn it (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry no it's good so um i know what i I just i might have to start over well anyways so they say oh yeah they say that it's un it's unrealistic to look at average everyday women just women that you see just all fucking everywhere and compare them to the movie screens and be like or the fucking magazines of models and shit like that um and a big uh, proponent of that was the Barbie doll. I don't know if you ever remember those arguments, but they'd be like, yes. it is uh, incorrect and anat- anatomically incorrect for them to even make a Barbie doll. And how can they be feeding this nonsense to our little girls? And all of this is systematically oppressing women. And I don't know why I waited like three seconds to do the Lee after systematic, systematically <laughs> oppressing women. Um, because it's ingrained in their brains as a little girl that they have to look a certain way and be a certain way in terms of appearance. Um, all of that is a great argument, except for when they point at men and say that you did this to us and you should be ashamed of it. 
and it's your fault that I have this, you know, body dysmorphia and these problems with my appearance. I would like to make an argument for the fact that we as people, just in general, just as the human race, like attractive people, and that it isn't just instilled on women, it's instilled on every fucking gender you can think of, every sex you can think of. Um, I don't know about you, man, but all of my idols growing up were ripped fucking superheroes, like unnaturally ripped beyond belief superheroes. Drawings of Spider-Man and Superman and fucking Batman and all that shit, dude. And those were just drawings to begin with. All of the toys I played with, everything looked like, uh, you know, 0% body fat and they had like 90 pounds of muscle on them always. And they were always good looking and they always had a fucking chiseled ass jawline. Looks like it was sculpted in marble and that type of shit. And then I look at myself in the mirror and I'm just like, eh, got pudge on me. (laughs) Why is my skin gray? (laughs) And my teeth are all fucked up. And I don't have a jawline unless I have a beard because don't have a chin. Um, So it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. For them to point at men and say that you did this and blah, 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 blah. We just like to look at pretty things. That's just how it works, whether it comes from guys or girls. Because when I'm looking at Spider-Man, if they didn't cast Tom Holland and instead they casted fucking, I don't know, just some fat fuck, dude. If they casted Danny DeVito to play Spider-Man, it wouldn't make much sense to me and I wouldn't like it and I wouldn't watch it. Because I want to see... You know, this manly, grizzled... I want to see fucking Brad Pitt killing the zombies, dude. I don't want to look at me. I want to see, you know, somebody attractive doing that shit. And for uh, women to say that and say that it's ah, it's not fair. You look at Megan Fox and you're like, oh, why aren't you Megan Fox? Blah, 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 blah. Hey, Hugh Jackman exists. You understand? <laughs> fucking Henry Cavill exists, bro. And Jason Momoa, dude, like in the same breath of being like, Lizzo's beautiful. They're all like, wow, Jason Momoa is, is zaddy, dude. Like I could never in my life look like Jason Momoa. First of all, full foot and a half shorter than him. Secondly, he is he, is he a fucking islander? Like, why does he have so much muscle on him? Yeah. And why is his beard so nice? And why does he grow female hair on a male head? And why is it so pretty? It doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> to me. It's not fair. So all I'm saying is it's not fair all around the world. And we just right. have to fucking get used to it. It's fine. It's okay. The body positivity movement is okay. You should focus on the things that you have. And you should try and strive to be better. Always. All the time. And I'm not trying to be a fucking influencer or try to tell you that you can do you probably can't do it dude i'll be honest with you i'm looking you right in the fucking camera and that's technically the eyeballs you probably can't do it and that's okay that's fine (laughs) but don't try to make excuses for your laziness don't try to tell me that i can't you know that i can't be attracted to what i'm attracted to that i can't be interested in what i'm interested in doesn't make any sense do you understand what I'm saying, Joe? Nope. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh it all makes God. sense. I agree. Okay. Anything to add to that? Or are you just going to fucking... 
say two um, words and then I have to go again for another 20 minutes by myself. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to go again. No, fucking say something. <laughs> say a thing. <laughs> Who was your favorite superhero growing up? Um, Hugh Jackman was was uh, definitely one of my favorite uh, superheroes with obviously uh, Wolverine. Um, Ripped beyond belief. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, Tobey Maguire and... You know, early two thousands. I think the early Spider Man movies, uh, they were very influential to the uh, to the way that superheroes are uh, nowadays. But you look at Tobey Maguire; he wasn't really a good looking guy. No. Um. So uh, you know, on the other side of what we were talking about, Tobey Maguire, he's he's not a ripped dude. Um. You know, he is he a normal pretty, looking dude. He actually, got pretty shredded for the movie. He yeah, he did. He did. But he bulked up pretty good. He did, but I I don't remember them like focusing on that so much. You know what I mean? Like they they made point saying that he was strong, um, and they definitely showed him with like whatever tight shirt, even with his costume on. I don't think it really it doesn't focus on the muscles uh, as yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that Tobey Maguire also was uh, a big part of uh, my early superhero uh, entertainment. Um, is it is it unfair to compare superheroes to the like the female side of it when they're like oh we don't look like fucking Halle Berry dude because we're like superheroes are supposed to be super and special and crazy jacked and shit like that right I think that's the point of them right but also these are just actors and actresses playing these people and they exist they're right. real people. Right. Like even fucking Chris Pratt. When he Chris Pratt's the guy who plays Star Lord, right? That's him. Yes. Yep. Yes. I mean, his big I would I know he, whatever. You can decide when a big break is, but I'm his big break is fucking Parks and Rec, as far as I'm concerned. I and on that show, so. he was just a tubby, yeah. schlubby dude. Dude, but then they were like, Hey, you're gonna play Star Lord. Beer belly. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. gonna play Star Lord. And, or you're going to be in this Jurassic World movie and we need you to get fucking jacked as all hell. Yeah. Now, there are several stories um, from actresses that came out and said that they were told that they need to lose some weight for a role. Right. And, and they of course, turned it into a soapbox thing and yeah, put right. themselves on a pedestal and were like, that's absolutely unreasonable for you to ask me to do. It's, do you think fucking Chris Pratt was like, nah, I want to be the fast superhero? Yeah, like, man. <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, how much? Thirty million dollars? Sure. Right. <laughs> how about I work out for a couple months? Like, it's so stupid. Like, it's not your, especially when you're an actor and actress, bro. It's not your production. It's not your fucking art piece. Right. If they're like, hey, we really like you know your voice. We like what you put into this role. Um, but the character you're playing is hotter than you, so we need you to be a little hotter. Is that okay? You should be like, right. yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's fine. You shouldn't take it as a as a as a soapbox moment to to make a statement about Hollywood, bro. Like, nah. Right. As long as Brad Pitt is still alive, bro, you can't fucking complain to me about how women are expected to look a certain way because it's still not fair, bro. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Where are we looking on time? Because we got to bring our. Uh, oh yeah, we're almost at. The, we're almost at that point. Yeah. So we're gonna be bringing Ryan on here. 
Uh, we've talked about him a couple times. Um, like almost every episode. Yeah, a almost. Couple times. Like, well, because he's probably one time. of our closer, closer, closer friends. Yeah. Like, there's, it's it, like we have our whole big circle that we were with when we were growing up. Um, but I feel like as you get out of high school and stuff like that, you kind of dwindle it down to the people that you see the most. And then the circle you'll see every now and again. And I feel like Ryan and, and probably Bob, who we also talk about every fucking episode mm-hmm. are people that we see the most. Right. Um, so we're going to have Ryan on here. Uh, he has made it a point to explain to me that he sucks at telling stories and that he has nothing to talk about. So I'm very <laughs> excited for him to ruin the last half of the episode. Um, when we come back, he will be here without a camera. Or does he have the camera? He does not. Without a camera. <laughs> Hey guys, if you want to be a guest on the thing, you should probably have a webcam, like we said in the beginning. It's all good. How does but, nobody have a goddamn webcam, dude? He's I got don't a know, Mac, man. and I told him just to use the Mac, and he's like, "Ah, that Mac camera's shit." I said, "Who cares?" All right, we'll be right back, and we are back. <laughs> it's so funny to go in and out of fucking recording because i am a completely different person when i'm not recording which is very cool and ryan's probably like what the fuck just happened because he's a different person now (laughs) i'm in character i snapped into it uh we have a very special guest for you today as we were saying before we came in long time friend long 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 time friend uh ryan oh no zimmerman (laughs) how are you today ryan how are you I doing? Well. How are you tonight? Because Joey took well. way too Dude, fucking long to Dude, you should have fucking recording. said my larynx, bro. You missed it. <laughs> Jesus. I wasn't there for the larynx story, so I can't fucking pretend that it's mine. Can't pretend that's mine. <laughs> Whatever. The larynx. Oh, boy. And oh, no. And many, many other things that have happened in my life with all of you guys. You sound so upset about it. <laughs> no, not at all. It's positive. I'm very happy. <laughs> how long have uh, how long have we been friends? All like all three of us? Because I feel like three of us. Probably, yeah, I mean it's probably be like over ten years at least. Yeah, I'd say so. That's that's probably like, like 10, 12 estimate. years, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've had, as you have uh, kind of touched on, we've had a lot of uh, bullshit shenanigans. You have been there for the vast majority of. Um, all the stupid stuff that we've done. In fact, you were probably at the helm and the forefront of the stupid stuff that we have done. <laughs> and it has been a pleasure to have you. You have metamorphosized yourself and you have become a man that I am proud of. And I hope that you are proud of yourself. Well, thank um, you. So now that I've built you up, I'm going to knock you down a couple pegs. You ready? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. Um, so... We actually just recently, in a couple episodes back, we had talked about Joey's experience um, at a job that you actually got for him. You vouched. Well, I first did? of all, there's your first problem. You vouched for Joe, <laughs> which uh, isn't something that you want to do because man I'm flakes. I'm a very hard worker. I don't the know man what that flakes means. more than his own scalp. So, okay. <laughs> you got him the job at uh, Home Depot, right? The Home Depot, yes, sir. The Home Depot in Clarence, I got him a job at. And How long did you work there? I was there for around two years. Was and, it a, as painful as an experience as Joe had laid out for us? Uh, Yeah, so the thing with Joe is Joe's a <laughs> very, 
very non-bullshit person, and I respect that tremendously from him, to the point where, like, out of principle, he will just, you know, decline things. And that story that we all heard at him at Home Depot was just one of them, you know. But I would experience crap like that so much, and I was the person that would always kind of just take it and never really give it back to someone for probably, like, a good (laughs) first, like six seven months i don't know joe do you remember how long i was working there until you got the job do you remember off the top of your head um you had you had to be there for a year because you worked through garden center and then oh yeah that's right the tool. oh wow my god i forgot you worked with that. my ex's mom at the garden that's I right that I did. <laughs> <laughs> she was so we're like... not gonna bring any names but she yeah. is a fucking psychopath yeah so... she was interesting yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was um, those that first year. I um, let's see, the first year I actually was probably in the best shape of my life, and I really want to try and get back into that. But that's a whole other story. Um, so you were hauling loads. I dude? was hauling loads. Picking yeah. up mulch. <laughs> I for an entire summer, um, we calculated it. Me and this other guy I worked with, some other kid who went to some other SUNY school in New York State, um, said that we calculated to be like, I think like fifty to sixty tons of mulch over the course of a summer. Just pallets Jesus. and pallets and pallets of mulch into people's trucks, like to the point wow. where there'd be an entire line around the um, Home Depot parking lot. We just loaded up, and I was in tremendous shape then. And it was summer. It was it was a good time. It was fun. It was a fun little summer job. And um, honestly, I think Garden Center would be the place to go. Yeah, I enjoyed it there. But the yeah. thing is, is <laughs> I I remember the first day really well actually over there. I was just given an apron, I had a little pin saying in training, and they just let me off loose and was like, have fun. And then some person asked me about flowers, and I know jack shit about flowers. <laughs> they saw the orange and they were like, yeah. that man knows about flowers. Can you tell me how flowers. to take care of these petunias? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And I always um, would all, you know, try and ask other people, and I learned a thing or two about flowers then, but, you know, all since forgotten probably because, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask, relevant. have you retained that yeah, information? Yeah, absolutely Did not. you come and landscape for me, bro? Now, the tool rental stuff, though, when I went, in, when I went into there, that really helped me out a lot it made me a lot more familiar with like small engines and above all it really made me learn about how you know people work if that makes any sense because so many people will come in and like what joe's story was saying like hey i saw an advertisement for this that was like 60 dollars an hour instead of 100 dollars an hour and like be like no that's totally incorrect you know and they try and argue like the stupidest points and you just had to hold your ground and do it but again going back to what joe said when management themselves would be like, oh, yeah, the customer's always right. You're wrong. I don't care if you're actually right. That really drove me up the wall. That was just terrible. So Absolutely it did break your terrible. soul. A little bit, yeah. Because I, I feel <laughs> like you, at the time, like you said, you probably worked there for about a year before Joe came. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me those stories, and you just kind of, like you said, you, you just you just took it. Yeah. Like, did something happen? Did you snap? Was there or was there just a day that you walked in and you were like, nah, not happening anymore. It's not happening. It's not happening yeah. today. Uh, I remember the one time, so there was this, there was a one, there's a story of two managers, let's say. The first manager was a, just a plain old prick. He would always try and find ways to make my life more difficult, specifically me. I don't know. He had it out for me for whatever reason. <laughs> perfect was, management style. Yeah, perfect management it. style. So he was a dick. <laughs> there was a lot of characters at that job. I could go on and on for that crap. But, um, the other manager was a bro. He was a really cool guy. He would always be on my side. Whenever anything would come up, he would always try and, you know, be with me and for me 
and never try and like go against a customer. And if customers actually had trouble, that may have been my fault or some other employee's fault, which that definitely was the case. Um, he would, you know, kind of try and comp them out and he would really try and help the customer. So, you know, it was kind of the actual purpose of customer service instead of just making the crybabies, you know, happy. So <laughs> comp them out, dude, like yeah. give him a discount, sell his wife to them for a night. Like that's the kind of shit you <laughs> try to do. Yeah. The kind of cuckery going on at Home Depot. Yeah. But it was um it was a good time. I remember the one time uh the one thing that really stuck out to me and I really kind of remember going into life is um uh there was this one guy who so basically, all right, br- bring it back a little bit. Every tool that goes out, we got to like tell them how to actually use the damn thing, you know, because you could really hurt yourself and this guy almost did. Okay, so long story short, there's a floor sander. There's a tall thing on top of this floor sander, and you got to make sure all the little lugs are connected on there so it doesn't fall off, because the thing weighs 60 pounds. You're trying to go up some stairs with it, and not uh, you know not, not everything's connected correctly. The handle, it's gonna fall. the handle, right? Yeah, I- exactly. It's like the shaft, right? So this guy came back firmly and firmly grasp the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy comes back, and he's like, this freaking thing almost killed somebody. And this same guy was not really attentive during the whole qualification process. Mm. And... Um, I just remember he was screaming livid, spit coming out of his mouth, like, you know, freaking blood vessel in his forehead about to pop. And I just remember I just took it and just was able to diffuse the situation without even, like, yelling at all. And I remember, like, from that day on that, you know, you really don't want to ever answer violence with violence. Sometimes, unless you really have to. But I don't know. They, as a whole, the story is really trying to mean that I really learned a lot about people working in customer service and i'm sure other people who have worked in customer service can kind of attest to that too yeah they 100 percent have the same experience because it's yeah. not just home depot that you're dealing with assholes it's fucking everywhere anywhere you go yep. not even just working in general it's just mm-hmm. you don't have the same authority working somewhere as you do just on the street because if somebody comes up to you and starts saying some shit and spitting in your face you could fucking knock them out like immediately that's just how it works but (laughs) when you're at home depot and they're talking about how they weren't paying attention to the fact that if they grab this fucking handle it'll just fall off and almost kill somebody and then they come in and say that they almost killed somebody you just have to be like oh that's weird i totally should have fucking said that to you sir i'm really sorry about that blah 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 blah. does it is it's a little bit demoralizing I don't know if it's just this toxic masculinity shit that we got going on, but it does make, doesn't it make you feel like less of a man when you have to get just talked down to like that shit? Like, I don't know if I just have these weird values in myself, but I'm just like, I can't, I just feel, it makes me feel anxious and like, uh, like I lost that day. Mm. Like if, if there's a fucking win loss ratio, I just lost the day and it's yep. like, it just doesn't make any fucking sense and I can't right. get over it. Well, so especially that's what when was... you know that you're right and you know, the other person is either an idiot or they're wrong mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, give in to them. Yeah. Yeah. There Super was, annoying. there was days like that, but I kind of viewed every single interaction as almost like a challenge. And like, if I knew that, Okay, so I viewed everything as a challenge, and when someone would act just stupid like that, I feel like they're not playing by the rules, so I really shouldn't really care. You know, it's like if you're playing against a cheater in, like, Call of Duty or something like that, and he's aimbotting around, you know, you're like, oh, there's no real competition going on. You know, this guy's just trying to find easy way. you can take yourself away from it. Yeah, but, I mean, 
I kind of, you know, have sympathy for you there too, because that's got to be pretty shitty, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Going through. You have always been, not always actually, only recently, really, you've been very good at, in the past couple of years at compartmentalizing and kind of taking yourself back from a situation entirely and then being like, okay, I don't need to fucking put up with this. So yeah. then you just kind of <laughs> stop putting up with it and then that's yeah. it. Yep. Um, I, I'm kind of mad at you right now, Ryan, because oh. you kind of glanced over the garden, uh, the fucking garden center. Is that what you said it was called? I don't fucking know. Uh, the Better Home and Garden Center. <laughs> and you didn't hit on the biggest thing that happened to you in the garden center. What's and that? that was the fact that you had a farmer's tan that lasted you oh, yeah. a year and a half. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I am oh, going to ask Emily Lord. for the picture, and I'm going to post that picture Please with your permission. Do. Without your permission, Please actually. Do. I don't fucking care. Yeah, Ryan oh, uh, did not know the first week or so, right, of working there, <laughs> that you're supposed to kind of roll the sleeves up on the t-shirt that they give you because it is hot as fuck. Yeah. You took it as a summer job originally. Like yep. It was a seasonal Middle thing. Of summer. And you got burnt beyond belief. Now you are, well, actually you didn't even get burnt. You're just more of an Italian than even Joe. Like you got more meatballs <laughs> in your DNA than Joe does, because you. We went to our our annual lake house, and uh, yeah. that suntan was just ingrained on you. And yeah. I think I wasn't even exaggerating. It lasted for like a, over a year, right? It like absolutely you still did. had the fucking line. It absolutely that doesn't did. Even make sense. When um so how, when Cassidy and I went to Disney World in Florida. It came back. It's. I think it's going to be just a part of my just life from previous, now on. It's just going to be the like... The previous farmer's tan that came back. Like it wasn't marked because... for life. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Joe, what I did was, the first day, we went to Animal Kingdom, right? And it was hot as hell. You know, Florida, it was the 4th of July weekend. It was warm. And what I did is, oh, I remember this. I basically was wearing a t-shirt while shirtless at the lake house because from afar, it looked like I was wearing a white (laughs) t-shirt. Oh my God, it's hilarious. I can't wait till you post that picture. It's going to be great. But, um, so I rolled my sleeves up and I looked, I looked so goofy, but amidst the sea of other people, you know, I really didn't care. So I was just wearing like, you know, my sneakers and, you know, short shorts and my shirt, but that was all rolled up by the end of the day, you know, my upper arms, like. No, you know, kind of tan, I guess, but my lower arms were tan, like very tan. I had a farmer's tan again. It just came right back, came right yeah. back. Jesus fucking Christ. How many raviolis a day do you have to eat to have that kind of olive complexion? Right? Um, I'm 16, very jealous of it, bro. 16, no, 17 if you're feeling frisky. 17 raviolis. <laughs> um, so I know that uh, when you when you had gotten Joe on board, how sure. did it was were you looking for a job joe or were you was ryan like hey this place is pretty tight come on over come on over baby <laughs> what was i doing i think I you were jack working, shit i think you're working for twin city joe weren't you working for the ambulance no 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 i no i think uh it was with my current job now i think that i i wanted a, another part-time job so it, it was my second job oh really Oh, yeah, that, that was the only yeah. job I had. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that was that was only my second part time. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that was fun and for a week. You... <laughs> but yeah. Ryan told me he he said, "Hey, you know, before you accept this application or before you put in your application, you should think about this." And I was like, "I'll handle it," because at the time, <laughs> like I said, 
uh, two episodes ago, maybe about working at that pharmacy and dealing with assholes. Oh my god! Um, I think I think that I thought that I was going to be able to handle it better, and then immediately I think didn't le- handle it. <laughs> legitimately, the first time having to interact with somebody all yeah. by myself, I was like, yeah. "Nope, I'm not doing this again." Bye. Because it was yeah. very like not saying the pharmacy isn't. But it's very, like, you feel exposed, if you will. Like, the pharmacy being behind the counter and, like, locked behind there, you know, well, and the guy yeah, can't and you get... always have a pharmacist with you. I mean, exactly. Level, you could be by yourself completely. Yeah. And, with, like... With contractors who are, a lot of times, older, angry guys. <laughs> oh, God. There's this one guy who came in. So, the one thing um, we rent, or they, you know, we... Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, Home Depot rents um, like large um, hydraulic equipment, so you could buy or you know you could rent like a small backhoe if you're trying to do like a project. You know, cool. Why not? You know. But the thing is about Home Depot, they do not take reservations, so that's the one thing that people can never get through their head. For a regular homeowner, it's no big deal. For this one guy who came in who owned like this other, it may have been the same guy, Joe, <laughs> who owned a you know large contracting business. Came in and was like, hey, um, I want that Terex excavator out there. I'm like, okay, you know, let's do it. Why not? You have a, you know, at least a three-quarter ton truck. He's like, I got a six-ton truck. I'm like, all right, so whatever, that that <laughs> okay. that that works. So the answer is yes. <laughs> so the answer is yes, you know. So yeah. He's this big guy. He's got his freaking, you know, Hawaiian shirt on. He's got, like, a coat of chest hair just you know six feet out of like the little v he has from the buttoned open you know Hawaiian so he's shirt. from miami dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this guy is like all right let's get you hooked up oh i, I don't want it now yeah. i want it next week dude we don't do reservations yeah it's like we don't do reservations it's like yeah well i want it next week and he flashed a massive wad of cash i'm like dude this isn't this isn't like a bazaar this isn't a market (laughs) this is the home depot you know you want to get some grout too on your way here it's just yeah (laughs) yeah, that's exactly like the the story that joe was telling about this guy trying to fucking buy the hydros hydros, dude like (laughs) does that actually work like i know it works in tv shows and the movies but i feel like if i just walked if i had that kind of money I feel like I couldn't buy my way through shit, like in terms of normal people. Like if right. you want to buy your way into the presidency, fine. But if you yeah. want to buy your way into a club or some shit like that, like I feel like a bouncer would still be like, "Nah, go fuck yourself." Like, it doesn't. It doesn't happen like that, man. It really doesn't happen. You know, it doesn't work. It doesn't happen like that at big companies or big businesses. I was gonna say, I, I think that with corporations like that, like bigger businesses, you're right that. It, it couldn't work out that way. No. Uh, if you tried to buy your way into a club, yeah, I think that you have, you probably have a better chance of, uh, you know, convincing a bouncer to let you. Because then it's but, just one yeah. guy that you're trying to convince. Yeah, not some fucking uh, guy that, that just sense. runs the register. Yeah, like, you're that's right. not gonna happen. You're yeah, right, you're right. You're right. Because the guy that runs the oh, register man. reports to his head cashier. The head cashier reports yeah. to his boss. And his boss reports <laughs> it's to the like, store hey, manager. It's like, hey, why are hydros missing? Yeah. yeah. It's, right, it's yeah. like, you can't you do got that. legal issues. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Well, that's ridiculous. But, Joe, um, you also did return the favor to me and offered me a job, which also didn't oh, last yes. too long. <laughs> yeah, we worked at... Uh... 
uh, dispatch center. We did work at a dispatch center. At, which, an emergency dispatch center. Oh my lord, that was just the something that emergencies I only, right? Yeah. <laughs> emergencies only, yeah. No, that was. Yeah, we, we were glorified uh, answering or uh, what's it called? Uh, call centers. Yeah, basically. Yeah, we were a call center pretty much. Yeah. yeah but no windows. Uh, deal with other asshole customers. No well, windows. That's, that's standard. That's that's. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, but like I hated that man. I hated that. Not being able you to work. You could be a cubicle yeah. guy. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Where I work now is like just at the precipice of acceptable. Not saying I don't like my job right now, but like if I was outside doing that kind of stuff, I would love it. But you know, I I I, I enjoy the job that I'm at now, so I I got no complaints there. <laughs> he's like he's like oops hope they don't hear this i'm not outside at my no current no job. no genuinely though yeah yeah, yeah. i know yeah, probably right like if i was still working at home depot i love renting tools what am i kidding <laughs> oh my fucking god no it's um, um yeah go ahead no you're good I, I was i was just gonna say because we you touched on it in the beginning i touched on it in the beginning and in the middle um there because you weren't this way you weren't the Ryan that I see before me and that no one sees before them on the podcast right now because you said you had a webcam and you don't have a fucking webcam, Refused which is very low. Yeah. So <laughs> what is it that changed you? Because you really weren't – it's not that you were a piece of shit or anything. You weren't a nasty person, but I genuinely felt like you were a shell of yourself before – uh probably a couple years ago five six years ago something like that oh yeah I so wouldn't what the recognize fuck myself. happened <laughs> uh, a lot of things happened um well first and foremost you know i oh boy where do you want to start this um <laughs> <laughs> no so basically long story short i went to ub when i shouldn't have gone to ub and um that kind of screwed me over because I thought it would be the quintessential college experience. And it really turned out to be me just being irresponsible and not really taking advantage of a good situation that was brought before me. So, I mean, it's not like I really have my own self to blame for that per se. It was kind of a thing that really I learned from and gained intelligence from and kind of, you know, tried to become a better person from it. Kind of like the Home Depot stuff. I was able to understand, you know, things at a more fundamental level. So that was, uh, you know, that was cool. But um, I guess the big catalyst that really changed a lot of things, if you were to kind of, you know, identify a before and after point, was me joining the volunteer fire company. I really do enjoy that. And it kind of gives me, like, more of a purpose in life, I guess. And, um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Very rewarding experience. And, uh, yeah, it kind of made me uh, a better person after that. You like the structure of things. Yes, I like the structure of things. Because um, you, yeah, you were at one point going to join the military. Yeah, that I was. That I was. Yeah, you Ryan thought you were I like, I want more of this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ryan, Ryan and I got our <laughs> Ryan and I uh, spread our cheeks, bro. Did we ever tell you that? Did yeah. we ever tell you that story? We did. You got the inside so, of your anal canal looked at, bro? Yep. Yeah, dude. So so and when touched. you go through maps, because we both did this together, we both wanted to get into the Air Force at one point. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> Was this at the same of, time that you were talking about? I don't remember you ever saying that, Joe. I remember Ryan I, saying that. Honestly, I don't think... Well, I, uh, me, I didn't really tell many people. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, I, me, both Ryan and I did this together. Um, but yeah, part of the <laughs> the the process of going through like your medical exam is for <laughs> some reason boy. I don't know why. Maybe you know Ryan. You have to fucking bend over and have a doctor look up your butthole. Yep, they're looking for hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're looking for hemorrhoids. Is that all? Which though? I'm so surprised that you don't have. Is that why you're not in the military? Because you both have fucking like, <sighs> nastiest both have assholes, yeah. dude. <laughs> We, Joe, we why failed did you part reveal of our secret? Yeah. <laughs> Remember That's when we got dishonorably discharged because we had the worst hemorrhoids <laughs> of all time? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that... So, uh, you never followed through with that. You went through the medical exam. When when was the point that you stopped? When they were actually like, okay, it's time to go to fucking... Well, so... As, go ahead. Okay, so basically what happened was um, we were with a bunch of people who were already... They had their job all set. They were going to go through. They just had to get the maps done. And then literally in the same building, on the opposite side of the hallway, you walk over there, you raise your right hand, and you swear an oath into the military. You know? Um, yep. You had Jake on the podcast. You know, he, he was your first guest. And he talked about his time in the military. The thing that I understand, and obviously, you know, I may be corrected later on because obviously I am not a soldier or a member of the Armed Forces of America, but it's kind of just a gamble of where you're going to end up, you know, Mm -hmm. because you really don't know. And um, I remember one thing that kind of stuck with me from uh, Jake's podcast, or, you know, when you had Jake on your podcast, uh, was he said, so I did this and this, and then I did my time, you know? Like, did my time, like, as if, like, and you even made a comment, too, if I remember correctly, like, you know, as if you're in prison, you know, because for all intents and purposes, you kind of are a slave if you really don't like what you're doing, you know? Right. That was actually my second experience in the military. First time military, when I was at UB, and I had my first and so far only panic attack in my life after failing a test (laughs) and realizing that I was just in a terrible position in life. I just ran over to the recruiting center and was about to sign in to be a, (laughs) a tank gunner. You know, like, like, yeah, yo, that sounds dope. You know, I want to be, I want to shoot a tank gun. How awesome, how legit, how awesome does that sound? If you had an opportunity to do that, that you, very cool. you would. Yeah. That sounds dangerous as shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, you can be receiving cool. tank rounds. Yeah, receiving. Yeah, bitch, dude. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. There's no enemies, dude. You just fire. You right. Fire <laughs> You're just out there shooting fucking You're nothing. Just shooting yeah. targets. No, but like, that sounds cool, right? A lot of the things in the military sound dope, but what they yeah. don't tell you is... There could just be one clause in a contract. There could just be one little thing, and you are doing monotonous, terrible, crappy things, you know? And I don't know. That didn't jive with me, I guess. And it really made me kind of apprehensive of the whole process because, I don't know, it just seemed like, I don't know. If I was guaranteed something good, I probably would have gone through with it. But just not knowing what you're going to be doing and being like, stuck in there basically just really wasn't yeah. for me you know and all like the respect the in the world for people who are you know don't 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 get me wrong but it just right. yeah pointless stuff yeah yeah well just doing the pointless bullshit that means nothing yeah yeah a lot of people join the military because they are lost in life yeah right um and they see it the same way that you did but they don't see that little whatever the opposite of a silver lining is yeah. um and, uh, you know, that needle in the haystack of the bad shit where they're like, oh, I could think about it this way. Because 
the military is glorified in a lot of ways. Oh my god! Any fucking service member will tell you that that maybe they were a little starstruck at first, and they have the you know they have the generals and people come in and tell you all the all the stories of glory and honor and victory and yeah. all of that shit. But they don't really talk about the negatives. And I'm not even just talking about seeing your buddies die or some shit like that. I'm talking about like what you were saying that you might just be stuck mopping someplace yeah. Yeah. for for a couple years mm-hmm. and and it's it's not something that you that you really hear about um so I, i'm glad that you had the foresight to know that it wasn't for you yeah. so i remember having this discussion with you mm-hmm. um downstairs at your pool table when you first told me at least that you were going to be doing it. and i was like well what the fuck mm-hmm. and i was i was nervous that you were doing it for the wrong reasons and i'm glad that you were able to come to the uh yes. come to the um realization yourself and um, we do have to uh, we have to look at that kind of stuff before we make those big life decisions, mm-hmm. and it just makes me happy that you were able to do so. Yeah. So basically, um, I was able to kind of understand that I didn't need other people in my life to, um, for me to establish greatness. You know, I thought that the military is like the golden ticket. You could do anything you want. You could go ahead and. You know, become a soldier, wear the cool gear and, you know, hold the gun and, you know, you'll be a powerful person. But you're a powerful person for the Team America. You're not a powerful person for, you know, your own self. You know, not saying that, you know, the people who do join and find themselves in the military is a bad thing. But um, I wanted to find my own power my own way. And, um, yeah. That makes sense. And you don't have to dial things like that back. The only people that get offended when you talk about that <laughs> shit are people that have never in their life come anywhere near the fucking military. Any fucking service member <laughs> that hears you fucking say that shit is going to understand exactly what you mean. And if yeah. somebody is just like, oh, support our troops, they don't know jack shit, bro. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so it's okay. It's okay to talk about the military. It's okay to think that aspects of it are bad. Okay, guys, people, <laughs> it's okay. Fucking yeah. fine. Find your own success. You know, like you don't have to make it, you know, become or you don't have to make it come from somewhere else. If you want it to come from inside yourself, you know, that's up to you. And that's mm. your own personal journey. That's your own personal, you know, trials and stuff like that. You know, it's your own test. And yeah, if um, you want to come inside yourself, dude. You absolutely. You are more than welcome <laughs> to do that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> But yeah, like getting back to um, I think, well, yeah, I I joined the fire hall and that was like the big thing because um that was like a quite literal test of like where I am, you know, like running drills and stuff like that and being in charge of calls and you know establishing just yourself as more than just like you know a person who plays video games and stuff like that all the time. That felt good, you know. Yeah, to be being like, part of something. Being part of something, yeah. And being able to test, like, your own wit and grit and just, it's thin. Your wit and grit, dude. Your wit and grit, How man. long did you think of that, bro? I was <laughs> like, I'm going to put you on the podcast, friends. Like, some point in, during the podcast, I have to say the phrase wit and grit. <laughs> and you got it. We came to it. So congratulations, podcast over. You made it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's um, it's It's been fun. It's been real. It's been a good time so you uh, wanted to you're, you're saying you enjoy the the volunteer service and you're saying that you enjoy 
being a part of something greater than you. Yeah. But you could have also done that if you joined the military. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing but... is, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, that does make perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah. But no, I get okay. it. I know what you're saying. I'm just giving yeah. you shit. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. But, uh, yeah. It's um one of those things where it comes from within, I guess. You know, it's one of the things where the volunteer fire service was able to kind of open up many different avenues. And um, more than just being part of something bigger, I found out that I really like firefighting as a whole. And, you know, I've been trying to pursue like an actual career job to get paid for it. And that's been something that I've been trying to do. And um, studying for exams, you know, before COVID crap, you know, not that there's any excuse. Um, I wanted <laughs> yeah. to, uh, I was going to the gym a lot because I was training for some big, you know, training event that I was in last year that it kicked my ass in. And, um, oh, jeez, yeah, I'm really kind of pissed about all this COVID stuff. I'm sure literally the entire world is, but <laughs> <laughs> it really Bro, upset my flow, man. I was getting... Nah, 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 nah. I sympathize or empathize again. I don't know which one it is with you. Be oh, it's sympathize because I can't feel what you're. I think that's what it is. I looked it up. I don't fucking know if I got it right. And I'm holding a pen in my hand. I'm flailing it around in the screen. People are gonna be like, "What the hell is he holding?" Uh, but <laughs> I sympathize with you because at least I'm quarantined with my lady. Yeah. You're quarantined with your fucking parents and shit, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> like been... I can't imagine having to, all of you having to stay home. All the time. Yeah, right. It's been hectic as hell. Yeah. It's been very be hectic. How was Mother's Day, Ryan? Mother's Day was good. <laughs> Today is Mother. We're recording this on Mother's Day. Yes. Um, happy, happy mom. That's what this podcast was actually secretly about. Is, uh, thanks to all the moms out there for being. For, <laughs> thanks uh, to the moms out there that makes this possible. <laughs> to make this, this, makes podcast, this podcast possible, possible, possible dude. Yeah. This podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Moms of America. <laughs> thanks for fucking our dads, dude. We really appreciate it, bro. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Joe, last episode at the end, you said you wanted to talk about shit. Yeah. And you said you, you especially wanted Ryan to talk about it with you. I don't know if it had yeah, anything I, I to do think with him. Please I think Ryan would have a would have a similar uh, point of view on this. So, Ryan, now we yeah. all know that nurses and doctors are great people, right? Correct. We all, we all know that, and they're they're doing a lot of work to try to, uh, you know, combat this COVID nineteen bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, I, it just crossed my mind a couple of days ago when I was just hanging out in my room by myself doing nothing uh probably playing <laughs> world of warcraft i don't know i it made it makes me a little annoyed that they get so much credit and not saying they don't deserve it they do deserve it but you know nobody talks about uh you know the people in charge of the hospitals like people and not saying that they're doing it on purpose but i think that people are just not understanding that nurses and doctors don't run the hospital you know what i mean like they don't yes they're not you know making sure the ac units are functioning properly and making sure the oxygen tanks are filled with oxygen and yep. you know making the elevator making sure the elevators aren't you know down out of service yep. so t- to me I-, I think that there needs to be a little more uh, appreciation for the people that are working in healthcare uh that are not not only the nurses and doctors and 
uh, that type of thing. I think that the maintenance workers and a janitor, you know, the janitors and uh, the dietary workers and, you know, anybody mm-hmm. else that, that isn't getting credit uh, deserves a little credit. Uh, I, I almost feel bad for, for those people because I'm sure they're like, you know, hey, we're, we're making sure your shit's there for you. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. We're, we're there cleaning your scalpels. Mm-hmm. We're there making sure the... The ER tables and the the ER fucking rooms are clean. Like you know what I mean? It's it's not. Yep. I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. And it's not that I have a problem with like you know people just appreciating them in general. You know, right. like the nurses and doctors, which you know they do good things. Obviously, you know I'm not mad about that. But um, <laughs> well, what I know for sure is whenever I am at a hospital either, you know, from a call or just, you know, for any other reason, if I want to get answers about something, about where to go, how to get somewhere, where, like, you know, cleaning supplies are, you ask the janitor. You don't ask the nurse. I remember when I was taking my, my, oh, my God. I remember when I was taking my EMT class and I had to do a hospital observation at ECMC. And obviously ECMC is a level one trauma center for Buffalo. It's a very busy place. You know, we all know that. And the head nurse on the ER floor for that day is probably going to be a very stressed out person. I understand that too. But I remember when I first got there, I had no idea what the heck I was going to do. No idea. And I walked up to the head nurse thinking, oh, she'll know what's going on. You know, she's probably in the position because she's established herself as someone who stays cool under pressure and is able to understand, you know, the intricacies of uh, how a hospital works. Well, go up to her, ask her, and she like just flat out yelled at me. I remember that like vividly. Her name was Crystal. <laughs> Fuck you, Crystal. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> she came. She was just like, "Who are you? What are you doing? No, just go stand somewhere. I don't give a shit." And she was just mean, and it was just hectic for me. I yeah. walked over to the janitor, chill as can be, calm as a cucumber, right. you know. But yeah, you know, another thing you also have to keep in mind is, you know, in general with people, you never know what they're going through that day. You know, yeah. never, ever know what they're going through. So the stranger, you know, basically is giving you attitude, you know, you have no real reason to give them attitude back, just kind of back off. But, you know, it was just one of those things where I was kind of hectic or, you know, I was kind of nervous. But, um, where the heck was I? I went off on a tangent with that bitch crystal. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I don't like in general, with anybody who is in a position where the public usually appreciates them. That includes, um, you know, the nurses and doctors and stuff like that, especially with this COVID stuff going on. They're doing good things. And, you know, yes, that's the underlying tone of what I'm saying um, is when they just try and fish for attention. You know, like I've seen posts on, you know, various forms of social media, Reddit included, where there will be like just a nurse who just put on all the PPE and like put on a little Rosie the Riveter like thing. And that's just it's just self-indulgent at that point. You know, like you shouldn't signed up for this. Exactly. Career. Yeah. Yeah. We We appreciate that you're the one to do it. But mm-hmm. this is something that you wanted to do, you know what I mean? So don't don't go this and is the cost try to admission. get recognized. Yeah, that has been the theme. And Ryan, you're, this is unbeknownst to you of the whole podcast. So if yeah. we just go back, we, we don't like people patting themselves on the back, whether it be uh, anyone that signed up for the job. So you guys are saying nurses and doctors. I'm gonna take a step back from that because I don't want to fucking rip you guys to shreds. 
but service members as well in the military i don't like when people pat themselves on the back for that right. shit as well yep. right and in the beginning of the episode we talk about pat, fat people patting themselves <laughs> on the back now <laughs> which also isn't a good fucking thing oh boy yeah. if you signed up for some shit and you really are stressed out you should be too busy being stressed out to make one of those posts and that part of it i will agree with you um yeah i i i I think you guys i what you just said honestly comes across to me a little bit as patting yourselves on the back because i see those posts where it's like thank you all those nurses and doctors and then i always see those comments underneath the post where it's like don't forget the janitors like wow ryan and joey you guys are so fucking noble to be thinking about those people that had to clean the floors that day while somebody upstairs is trying to stop someone from fucking dying what the fuck does that mean those people are as susceptible bro if if the people that are susceptible if if the people in the goddamn emergency room that are cleaning the place after that person's either been intubated and you know spewing their shit all over the room the people who've had to clean it dude are also at risk of getting covid like what yeah like it's not just just because the nurses and doctors are working with the patients one-on-one doesn't mean that anybody else in the building can't get it so just anyone in the building deserves the same praise is what you're saying maybe not the exact same obviously (laughs) i mean like Like, i wouldn't think that it detracts from it like what you said is a very all lives matter argument like can't we just give praise to people and have that be it why do we need to comment underneath it and be like, but also the because guy that runs so the elevator. Frequent. Because it's so frequent. Nurses okay. get tier five appreciation. Janitors You're get right. tier three. Let's say that. I wouldn't even say tier three. What's the scale? I just made it up. I, I would say I'd say tier five for nurses. Joey is like, I have familiarized myself with this Dude, we're talking on a base I'd, 25, I'd say, man. I'd say anybody else in the building is not even, like, crossing anybody's mind for the most part. Dude, I, you know I agree. I mean? And this argument can go on forever. There is yeah. going to be, like, people who are going to say, but what about the truck drivers that, you know, provide everything with, you know, provide nah, the hospitals not, with all that they're stuff? Not, they're not the and, ones who are exposed. I'm saying the people that are exposed to it and the people yeah. that are making sure – all I'm saying is nurses and doctors – by themselves, without anybody else in the hospital, cannot do their job. I you understand what I'm saying. Uh, I understand what you're saying. But all I'm saying is that the media and people in general are just like going above and beyond with. You're right, but also it's a it's also it's a patting yourself on the back to even make those posts. Thank you, nurses and doctors. That that's another that's thing. True. Yes, that I is feel a, like yeah. those people are also fishing for attention. I feel like it's this one big circle jerk of, yeah. of you know people doing their job and saying thank me for doing my job, and then it's people that are saying <sighs> I'm making sure to thank them for yeah. doing their job. Like social media has kind of just like ruined everything. Yeah, in general. so much. Just everything in general. If you have thoughts and you want to show appreciation, there is definitely somebody in your life that is affected by this. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And and you want to fucking say thank you to them or you want to just, you know, buy them a fucking coffee or some shit. That's yeah. cool. But what changes it, and I hate this shit, it, it's kind of like the same thing as when somebody records themselves giving McDonald's to a homeless person. 
You know what yes. I mean? Right, right. Self-indulgence. Exactly. That shit yeah. fucking pisses me off. It's yeah. like, look how good of a goody two-shoes I am, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, right. nah, you're still a piece of shit, and that's obvious by the fact that you're recording it, yeah. and anyone that falls for your nonsense... One uh, other thing on top of that is uh, the people that record themselves, like, saving... Ad- like, you ever see those those goddamn videos on Facebook of, like, people saving animals that are, like, stuck somewhere or, like, about to die because they've been trapped somewhere for days. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they'll yeah. go and, like, take, like, five minutes to, like, get their phone out and, like, start recording this fucking animal, like, dying. And then they're like, yeah. I'm gonna save it now. It's like, Likes, fuck man. you. Just do it. They'll either Likes. set up a shot yeah. or they'll right. be recording they'll, they'll it one hand their, and their then, like, down fucking yeah. up the rescue because they only yeah. have one available hand. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, like, you could cut through that fucking fishing line in that yeah. seal's mouth if you would just get your other fucking hand out yeah. and exactly. the recording away. But it's like, how's anyone going to know that you did it if you didn't fucking record yeah. it? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It really, I get it, man. It really is frustrating to me to see stuff like that. You know, that extends to many facets of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the argument can be made. Go ahead. The argument can be made. Yeah, the argument can be made all day long, you know, for or against these, you know, types of people who are going to be, you know, appreciate me. And I am appreciating you. Look at me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, So does that... Does that wrap up? Uh, that was you, my rant. That was your fucking rant. That yeah, was the shit that's been pissing you off. And yeah. what I could kind of go off of that too is um, so, what maybe what that stems from because what I realized what kind of was like a weakness of my own was I would say things but not actually do them, you know. And I would just say like you know let's say if I want to do my mom a favor or I want to do my girlfriend a favor or I want to do even myself a favor like go to the gym or something like that, you know. All day long, I would just be saying or texting or even just, you know, physically talking to someone being like, yeah, you know, I could, uh, you know, go build a bird cage or something like that. I could go build a shed, <laughs> you know, I could go so specific. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's for Mother's Day. I got my mother a uh, some bird feeder and I don't know why I said bird cage, but I was going to say like, you know, hanging something. But yeah, going back to it. <laughs> Um, saying something versus actually doing that thing, at least for me, is a, um, uh, major factor in my life to the point where, uh, you know, saying something and doing something is very different and actually doing that is beneficial than just saying it. Right. Yeah. Like you said, you were going to get a webcam. And <laughs> you, you no. Okay. No, no, no. Seriously. No, no. That's a prime example. You know, that's, that's a problem that I have. You know, I'll say something and that is a satisfaction enough to like my subconscious or whatever that I accomplished it. And I really don't have to go out and do it. You know, it's yep. just like, it, oh, you know, oh yeah, I'll, you know, I'll do it. And then it's like, then the procrastination starts, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not of healthy thing and you know i don't know maybe that somehow ties with people being self-indulgent i don't fucking know i'm just kind of you know ranting yeah, out. that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so uh i think we'll probably call it there our closing message was that uh if joey's uh struggling and dying out in the field if you're a nurse or a doctor don't save him get me the janitor you can't save him without the janitor so uh <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm I'm sorry. Or actually, I don't even know if I should say I'm sorry. Did you even want to be on camera? Like, I feel bad for the guests that have been waiting to come and then they come 
during this shit where they have to do it, you know, kind of low budget yeah. and fucking whatever. Uh, but the, is there any, um, I ask this to everybody, is there any advice that you have for, uh, for future guests or um, future guests? Not really. Um, I guess if you're using a microphone, just, you know, make sure you're, uh, you know, not talking too loud. So things don't really, you know, master that well, but yeah, I don't know. You, you made the comment that good. you were a little nervous coming into this. It's pretty easy now, right? Yeah, yeah. That, definitely. Yeah. Easy peasy, dude. Yeah, so don't over. We walk you through. Don't it. overthink it. No, yeah. no. <laughs> don't overthink it. But it feels stupid when me and Joe say it. Like, oh no, it's gonna be real easy. Come out of the podcast. But not seriously. Anyone that comes on here, you will fucking understand. Dude, I came on this podcast today. I literally didn't think about a single goddamn thing. Justin was like, "Hey, we're well, gonna talk about this." this. Like, I, I don't week. care, dude. Whatever. Whatever. You never do anything. You never. I'm, fucking I'm think just about gonna anything. sit down and we'll talk every fucking week. Yeah. And then you're like, Justin, lead the show. Every yeah. Goddamn this time. is this is Justin's shit. I just. <laughs> This is Justin's shit until it's not Justin's shit in Joe's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck do you guys keep saying that? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, by here we go, I mean here we go away. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> here we go away. <laughs>